Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast for the 112th time. Where has this year gone? It is the week before Christmas, I cannot get my head around how the year has just flown by. You look back now and it feels like January was 10 minutes ago. It has just flown by in the blink of an eye. But you know what folks, that's life as well. Life flies by and we're suddenly five years down the track and we haven't taken control of it. We haven't taken charge of it. And we look back and we say, where did that go? This wasn't the plan. Where did that five years go? And that's exactly what's happened for a lot of us this year. It has just flown by, absolutely flown by. For me, I say it has flown by, but to be honest, it's actually been the most successful year I've ever had as well. So even though it has flown by, I've still squeezed a lot into it. I feel like I've achieved a lot of stuff this year and a lot of stuff that I'm proud of. And I'd encourage you guys to sit back now and reflect on what you've done well this year as well and what you're actually proud of. Because I'm sure there is stuff in there too. But I think the key message is that we have to take control of the year and we have to take control of the years, plural, because they do go by so, so quickly. And they'll be gone in the blink of an eye if we don't actually decide what we want from our life and we go and chase it and make it happen. Anyway, today's podcast is called The Christmas Survival Guide. And this is influenced by something that I did with my online clients last week, which was the Christmas Survival Guide. We did a training with them. Obviously, it was a lot more in-depth for them. They're the paying clients. They get the A-grade service, and that will always be the case. But today, I'm going to give you guys a little synopsis of what we've done. Not as in-depth, but we'll give you a synopsis, and I think you'll get loads of ideas from it. The reason I wanted to share this with you guys is because I think we've all been through a really, really test in two years. Not even one year, two years. And at this stage, I want you guys to go into Christmas and really enjoy it this year. And I think people are starting to get to that stage where they are a little bit more chilled out about this year. Because last year, it was just shit. Like, it was new restrictions, stuff that we weren't used to. Everybody was stressed out. And it wasn't the best Christmas we've ever had, let's be honest. This year, I think people are a little bit more in the headspace to enjoy it a bit more. And I want to give you a little bit of help with that today. I want to come up with a plan just to take away any lingering anxiety or any lingering little bit of maybe worrying about your fitness journey, worrying about weight loss goals. I just want to take that away from you. And I want to send you into Christmas feeling confident about it and feeling like you've got a game plan and like you can just go and enjoy it. That's what I want you to get from today's session more than anything else. So let's look at what usually happens around Christmas. And I'm sure a lot of you will be able to identify with this. You'll have been in this situation many times over the years. And actually, for a lot of you, it'll be your normal Christmas. It's what you'll have done every year and you'll have never done anything differently. But maybe from today's episode, you might pick up one or two little things that you could tweak that might just help you out in the long run. So what usually happens effectively is that nobody is focused on the occasion. Everybody is focused on food. And I'll go into that a little bit further in depth on the podcast because I think it's an important one. But nobody is focused on the occasion. Everybody's focused on food instead. What also happens is that any kind of approach to moderation goes out the window and it's just an all or nothing mindset. That typically is what's happening with 99% of people once Christmas comes. I suppose the main problems to look at then over Christmas, and this is the stuff maybe that stresses people out when they are aware of it and they're thinking about it and they're thinking ahead. The main problems are lack of activity, no routine, a fuck it mentality just fuck it, it's Christmas, <laughs> why not, anything goes, all or nothing again, calories go crazy, there's lack of hydration, which leads to extreme lethargy, you just feel lethargic, you feel sluggish, you don't feel good, and in line with that comes no energy or motivation, and then when January comes, all of that stuff is compounded, and you just feel like you're so stuck in a rut, because for four to six weeks, you haven't done anything, your energy levels have slumped, you're completely out of routine, you can barely recognise yourself in terms of how you're feeling, and you just feel like you're stuck in a rut and you don't want to go back to work. So they're normally the problems that come around Christmas. Especially with your approach. If it's the approach that you've 
we've taken for the last 20 years where you just have that all or nothing approach. That's the problems that come with it. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be perfect over Christmas, so please don't switch off the podcast yet. We're going to look for a little bit of middle ground over the next half an hour or whatever we're doing this podcast for. So ultimately then, the problems all lead to one thing, and that pretty much is that we end up on the couch binge eating sweets and TV and not moving. There's little or no movement. It's just an all-out binge for a lot of people. It's mindless eating. It's eating for the sake of it without giving it any thought whatsoever because, again, the justification for it is, fuck it, it's Christmas. (laughs) Is that sounding familiar, guys? That's the justification for it. It's that four words that people use over and over and over and over just to justify every single behaviour that they engage in for a week or two over Christmas or for maybe a month or two even for some people. So, I'm not here to judge anybody because I'm certainly not perfect myself and I don't want any of you guys to be perfect either. I just want to give you a little bit of food for thought today. Excuse the pun. What I want you to keep in mind is that Christmas is one week out of 52. That's all it is. It's not going to do a huge amount of damage if all year round you're looking after yourself pretty well. For those of us who train all year round, I always say, what is the point if we can't chill out for a week over Christmas or a week when we go to Spain on holidays or whatever it may be? So I want you to keep the bigger picture in mind all the time. It's one week out of 52. That's all it is. So let's just manage it as best we can. That's all we're looking at today. It's just managing it as best we can. It's not been perfect, but it's not totally derailing ourselves either. It's just managing it. That's all it is. So you've pretty much got two choices here, guys. The first one is to do what you've always done and go with the fuck it approach. That's the first choice. So the approach with... That is just the all or nothing. It's fuck it, it's Christmas. You're coming back to those four words time and time again. That's your first choice. And ultimately where that's going to lead to you to in January is probably guilt, anxiety, frustration, overwhelm. And I'm sure that sounds familiar because you've took this approach before. You know that horrible feeling in January. That post-Christmas lull, the sweets are gone, the Christmas lights are taken down, you're totally out of a rut. Evenings are dark, which makes it even harder to get started, and you're really not feeling like you're liking life very much. You get the January blues. Sound familiar? That's pretty much where the fuck it approach leads. And I know nobody wants to hear that at the moment, but that is the reality, guys. And you know I'm speaking the truth here because you've experienced it time and again. That is where it's going to lead. Most people block it out, they bury their head in the sand, and they refuse to think about that until January actually comes. And then they're looking back just feeling really crap about themselves and feeling guilty and thinking, why did I go as far overboard as I did? So that is ultimately where the fucking approach leads. So that's the first choice you've got. To take that path, the one you've always took, take it again and see probably January is going to be the exact same as every other January. You'll probably start making New Year's resolutions that you won't stick to. And two weeks later, you're back into the self-loathing and the guilt and feeling like you can never do it. And it's the same as every other time you've attempted to lose weight or to get in shape or whatever it may be. So that's ultimately where the first choice is going to lead. The second choice is to follow the five steps I'm going to lay out for you on today's podcast, which are going to be very simple. But they are also going to make sure that you can enjoy Christmas. I'm not looking to take away your enjoyment of Christmas. Please, let's be clear on that. I'm not looking to take away your enjoyment of Christmas at all. I'm just looking to actually enhance it as such because I'm going to give you a little bit of leeway. I'm just going to give you a few tips that will mean you probably keep yourself some ways taken over and then when January comes, it's a million times easier. We don't have that guilt. We don't have that anxiety, the frustration, the self-loathing. We don't have any of that. So that's ultimately where today's five tips are going to lead. So the five tips, let's get into it. Number one, I've kind of just touched on it briefly already. Number one is focus on the occasion. 
So that's tip number one today. Focus on the occasion. You might need your pen and paper on today's podcast, guys. There's going to be a nice few tips in this. So focus on the occasion rather than focus on food. Most people focus on food. They focus on food and on wine and on stuff in their faces until they cannot move. I don't want you to focus on that. Having your treats is obviously going to be part of it. No problem with that. I will be doing it myself. But I want you to focus on the occasion as well. What does Christmas actually mean to you? Why is Christmas important? Where's the real enjoyment of Christmas? Rather than just stuff in your face, where is the real enjoyment of it? I'd love you to focus on time with family and friends. Quality time. Maybe there's people you haven't seen in a long, long time. You're getting in, maybe with your family, you might be getting into a room with people once a year. That might be it. So I want you to focus on that. And I want you to enjoy every minute of it. And I want you to enjoy the atmosphere. And I want you to enjoy the occasion. Rather than just the ten of roses. So focus on the occasion, not necessarily on just the food. I think that's an important one, guys. We've had such a difficult, difficult two years. We've had to go long stretches without seeing people. We've been forced to do that. So I think more than ever this year, we need to come back to focusing on the occasion and on the people and on what makes life worthwhile rather than just on food. So focus on the occasion, not necessarily on food. Spend time with family and friends, with people you enjoy. Enjoy spending time with. Another thing I would say, folks, is... If there's somebody you haven't seen in a long, long time that you actually really got on well with or that you enjoyed their, their company or just somebody that you like, pick up the phone, reconnect with them. It's the perfect time to do it. And people just sit back at times and say, well, why can't they contact me? Well, guess what, guys? If nobody makes the first move and everybody has that attitude, none of us in the world would be having friendships at all. So if there is somebody that you think, I always got on well with that person, I'd love to reconnect with them. Why not just pick up the phone today, send them a message, how would you fancy grabbing a coffee one of the days? It'd be great to see you. I haven't seen you in ages. Simple as that. It's not a mammoth thing, guys. It takes 10 seconds to send a text message. But it could be just the best thing you've ever done. Reconnecting with somebody that you've kind of lost touch with. It's going to make you feel good. It's going to make them feel good. It's going to enhance your Christmas. Bring more prosperity. Do it. Do it. Do it. So tip number one today is focus on the occasion, not on food. I'm just going to fly through these. I've gone in depth with them with clients, but I'm going to give you kind of the outline more so. So that's number one is focus on food, not, or sorry, focus on food. Focus on the occasion, not on food. Tip number two is increase activity. So you'll always hear me say you can't out train a bad diet. So I will primarily be getting people to focus on food mainly. But this time it's a little bit different because there has to be a bit more leeway with food now over the next week or so. So with that in mind, I want you to increase activity levels. I don't want you to sit down again like you've probably done for most Christmases. Don't want you to sit down on the couch not moving for a week. I want you to think about how you could increase activity levels. So the first thing I'm going to say to you here is get a morning routine in place. So keep the morning routine if you can. If you've got a good morning routine in place, try and keep it there. Food kind of comes into that as well, to be honest. One thing I would recommend for most people is if you do nothing else food wise over Christmas, you definitely don't have to be perfect, but if you do nothing else, get some protein in in the morning. Stick to your breakfast. The rest of the day might not be so good, but stick to your breakfast if you can. If you get a good solid start to the day, it'll set you up for a pretty decent day. It'll be damage limitation, obviously. It won't be perfect, but it'll certainly help you out. So what I'm looking at here is rather than getting out of bed on Christmas Day and on all the days around Christmas and looking at not having proper food, just going straight to the ten of roses or the ten of celebrations, putting sugar in your system straight away. You have to bear in mind, folks, your body doesn't know that it's Christmas. As far as your body is concerned, Christmas Day is the same as every other day. Your body still works in the same way. So if you start fueling your body with sugar from the get-go, well, you're going to crave sugar all day long. 
you're going to be on a cycle of sugar for that whole day and possibly for that whole week. So again, if you do nothing else, I would bring it back to, can I get a good breakfast in? Can I get a source of protein, source of carbohydrate in there? And to be honest, you're going to find that the cravings are much, much, much less if you do that. So your food doesn't have to be perfect, but I would definitely recommend getting a good breakfast in. So that is the first thing I'm going to say to you in terms of point number two, which was actually increasing activity levels. But that's just the one point I wanted to make on food. With your activity levels, again, maybe you don't have to be tracking steps or anything like that. Maybe you don't want to. That's absolutely fine. What I would recommend is maybe aiming for kind of around between 7,500 to 10,000 steps. So it's probably not going to be as much as you're usually doing. If you're used to tracking steps, you possibly know what 7,500 steps looks like roughly, give or take, anyway, without even tracking. If you want to take the watch off perfect, you probably will have a fair idea of what 7,500 steps entails if you're used to tracking. So that's roughly where I would estimate that you possibly could be at just to maintain, but just stay active. So it's not having to go out smashing amazing training sessions or anything like that. It's just staying active. So 7,500 steps a day will go a long way to kind of just keeping a little bit of a balance there for you. In relation to increasing activity levels, I would also say have fun. So you could maybe make it a family occasion, getting out walking, getting out doing your steps. Why not get out with the kids? Get out and make a little bit of activity and fun and games around it. That could be how your steps go up. That could be how your activity levels are increased. But just having fun with the kids. I'm sure some of them will have new toys as well. Hopefully they might have outdoor toys, guys. It mightn't be all screens. Please God, Santa still has some old-fashioned values no more than myself and will get kids outside in the fresh air and playing. So maybe that could be part of it. Maybe it could be having fun, having activity. Maybe that's a way you could get your own activity levels up. Having some fun with the family. If you're used to training, I would recommend, if possible, try and keep maybe two or three sessions a week in there. I'm not saying they have to be super intense, amazing sessions. They don't. But could you maybe just do a couple of light sessions just to keep you ticking along? Keep your head in the game. I know that's normally what I do myself. What I typically do is train Christmas Eve. I train right up to Christmas Eve, to be honest, because I love my training. It's not a chore for me. So I train up to Christmas Eve. I'll normally do a session on Christmas Eve and then I'll switch off for a couple of days. And it'll be just downtime. It'll be recovery time. And to be honest, guys, if you're used to training anyway, the, the body will appreciate that recovery time. and It'll get the energy levels back up for you and then you'll come back fresh again. Normally, kind of around the 27th, 28th, I would find myself back training anyway because I'm actually looking forward to getting back after a couple of days. Probably around the 28th, I'd say I'll be back. And again, it won't be anything too hectic. It'll be just a light session. It's just keeping the body ticking along. So I don't want you thinking you have to go in doing these incredible world-class workouts on those days. You don't. Like, realistically, just do enough to keep yourself ticking along. I normally enjoy those sessions because you will find over the Christmas days that the calorie intake will be higher than normal anyway. Give or take, even if you do use these guidelines, the calorie intake probably will be up, which in turn will bring the energy levels up and then you'll probably get a little bit more from your training sessions and you'll feel better going into them. So in a way, there's no harm, but I would say if you can, getting a couple of sessions in that week is probably a good idea. They don't have to be super sessions, but just something light just to keep yourself ticking along and it keeps the head in the game as well. Then when January comes, you're buzzing to get going again and you haven't really lost a routine as such. So that's a little recommendation I would make for anybody who is used to training. If you're not, Christmas week is probably not the time to start training, to be honest. So that's more for the ones that are already training. Um, Last tip on activity levels, avoid the couch as much as possible avoid the couch as much as possible and again a lot of people will have no awareness around that because it's what they associate with christmas sitting down on the couch in front of the fire watching television sweets on one side wine on the other and it's just a binge 
it's just a mindless binge. So I'm going to say to you, avoid the couch as much as possible. Yes, sit down occasionally, watch a movie, absolutely. But just be conscious of your activity levels and make an effort to actually bring awareness to, am I moving much? Do I need to get up and move? Have I been sitting here for five hours without budging? If I have, can I get out for a quick walk? Simple as that. Nothing too major, guys. Just walking, just moving will keep you in sync. It'll keep you somewhere balanced. I'm not saying to you, you have to go out and smash out five sessions on Christmas week. I'm not. I'm only saying to you, keep the activity levels up, make it fun, keep moving. I don't think it's a huge ask, folks. I don't think it's a huge ask at all. So that's just a few little tips on that. That was tip number two is increase activity. Tip number three is prep a few core meals. Nobody wants to be doing food prep over Christmas. Completely understand that. I get it. I won't be doing it myself. What I'm going to recommend here is that before Christmas, could you come up with a couple of meals maybe that you could throw in the freezer? And I'm not looking at Christmas Day. I'm looking at the days around Christmas because they're the dangerous ones. It's not Christmas Day that'll do the damage. It's the days around it. It's typically that kind of lull period between Christmas Day and New Year. That they're the days that'll do the damage because what happens there is that a lot of you won't be prepped. You won't have given it any thought before Christmas. Then Christmas comes and it starts to throw you out of sync. Your body's out of sync. It doesn't know what's going on. You're out of routine. And people tend to turn to takeaways and convenience foods for that week. It can end up being a whole week of takeaways and just microwave meals and get me through and whatever because there's no plan or no thought put into it. So those ultimately are the days that do the damage. Christmas Day in and of itself, it probably won't, to be honest. It's more the four or five days afterwards. If it turns into a whole week of Christmas days, that's where people will do damage. So this is why I'm saying to you, give it some thought in advance. Could you prep some meals that are handy, that are ready to go, so when you hit the 28th and you're in a bit of a lull and you're feeling sorry for yourself and you're sluggish and you don't want to cook, have you got something in the freezer that's done and it's ready to go and it's handy? So I would definitely think about that, guys. Think about those few days between Christmas and the New Year. A little bit of planning goes a long way. If it's not planned, it will not happen. I'm telling you that now. If you don't plan it in the next few days before Christmas hits, it will not happen. It won't. You'll have no planning done. You'll have no prep done. And then the week between Christmas and the New Year will turn into what it always turns into, which is an excess of calories. Let's be honest, a huge excess of calories. So that's just a little tip around prepping. So prep a few meals. And also, folks, bear in mind, if you overdo it on a certain day and it's gone way overboard and it's out of hand, just take the calories down the next day. That's all you have to do. So you can balance it out. I say this to clients all the time, even if they're eating out at a weekend, I would always recommend to them, if it goes a little bit overboard, all you do is reduce calories for a day or two afterwards to bring things back into balance. So you look at the whole week rather than on a particular day. What a lot of people do here is they look at one particular day and they decide, oh, I have undone all of my good work. I've gone way overboard. And then they just feel sorry for themselves because they're looking at just that one day rather than the week as a whole. And if you look at the week as a whole, you can probably balance it out. So if you find that there's a huge excess of calories on the 26th, for example, just take the calorie intake down on the 27th. Take it down from what it normally would be and it'll balance out. So that's a little tip for you as well. So just planning ahead goes a long, long way. Tip number four is be mindful. Be mindful. How many of us just have no awareness or no consciousness of how much we're eating over Christmas or why we're eating? We just stuff our faces because it's tradition, right? Because it's what we've always done. And you know, this the really stupid thing about it is a lot of the time it's mindless eating and sweets and things that we don't even particularly like. 
It's like you get to the end of you get to the end of the box of quality streets and all that's left is the toffee pennies because nobody else wanted them and you start eating them because it's, again because fuck it it's Christmas and you start eating them and you don't even particularly like them and you're driving your calorie intake up through things that are just going in for the sake of going in. So please be mindful guys. How many times have you heard me say do I want it or do I need it? That is not so much in play over Christmas but it's something to bear in mind if you do find that there is food going in that you're not even particularly enjoying that you're past the stage of getting pleasure from it. So the quality streets were probably enjoyable when the nice sweets were there and you were getting them in at the start. But if it's got to the point where the pleasure is gone from it, it's not even enjoyable, you're just eating for the sake of it because the sweets are there that's left and nobody else wanted, well, please ask yourself why you're doing that. Please be mindful. It doesn't have to go in. It's your choice. You're making a choice on that. You're just mindlessly shoving stuff in your gob without giving it any thought whatsoever. So please, those are the type of situations I'm speaking about. I'm not saying you have to check everything that's going in. I want you to enjoy your Christmas. I want you to have the nice sweets, the roses, the the ones I like are the in the quality streets. The likes of the wee strawberry one is lovely, and the the orange one really like those ones. But I mean, once it gets down to the toffee penny, someone else can have them. <laughs> I don't want them. Somebody else can have them. That's what I'm saying. Be mindful. You don't have to be mindful all the time. But if you're finding that you're just eating for the sake of eating, just question why you're doing that. Another quick little tip for you is zero calorie, zero calorie drinks where you can. Water is obviously the best, but I don't expect you to be drinking water all over Christmas either. If soft drinks are something that you like or that you typically just have over Christmas as a wee treat, I would suggest going for the zero calorie options rather than the full ones. So the likes of your Coke, you could replace your regular Coke with Coke Zero, which is much the same, I think. Um, you could look at Diet Coke. All of those stuff are pretty much zero calorie anyway. They're not the healthiest thing in the world to be putting into your body. Don't get me wrong. I mean, most of us don't even have any idea what's in those things, to be honest, if you look at the list of ingredients on the back. But what they are is low calorie. So if it's just for a day or two where you're putting them in as a treat, I would say it is a good idea to go with the zero calorie options. So the Coke Zero or the Diet Coke or whatever it is, rather than the regular one. So that's just another little tip for you on saving a few calories for yourself. I would also say 70% whole foods where you can. I normally use the 80% rule with clients. For Christmas, maybe we can look at 60-70%. Christmas dinner, Christmas dinner of itself is actually a really healthy meal because it's just actually mostly whole foods. And your protein is one, or turkey is one of the greatest, or greatest sources of protein. You've got greens in there, your Brussels sprouts and all that. Loads of goodness in all those. So there's no major issue with that. Christmas day of itself, in and of itself, is not a major problem, guys. It's normally the days around it. So that's where I would say to you, kind of just look for maybe 70% whole foods where you can. And then the 30% is your wheat treats. It's not ideal. It's not what I'd say is perfect on a regular week. But... It's probably going to help you maintain. If you're hitting 70%, I'd say you'll be coming out pretty close to maintenance levels, to be honest. So that's something I would keep in mind. Um, Anything else I want to say to you just on being mindful? Yeah, I suppose the last thing I'm just going to say to you on being mindful, guys, is you do have a choice. It's your choice. Nobody's holding a gun to your head. And people are so, you know, uh, you've you've always heard me saying on the podcast, the stories we tell ourselves are ultimately what's holding us back. It's the stories we tell ourselves. And I speak about it pretty much every week. I speak about mindset stuff and how self-limiting beliefs are in place and how we tell ourselves this is the way it is and this is the way it's always been done and therefore I just have to stick with that because that's how life is in my house and in my family. So therefore I should just do that. And we just place these stupid rules in place, these stupid stories that we tell ourselves. Like I've heard had people say to me, you know, I'm overweight, but my whole family's overweight. It's a genetic thing type of thing. 
And I'm going, well, maybe your whole family just doesn't eat very well. I know that sounds a little bit a little bit forward, but maybe that's the reality. Maybe your whole family just doesn't have very healthy habits in place. And these are the stories we tell ourselves. We justify and we rationalize. And ultimately, a lot of people are going to come back to telling themselves the story about it's Christmas, we've always stuffed our faces, and therefore I have to stuff our faces because that's just what Christmas is, and that is what we do, and that's how it's always been. And you don't want to try doing anything different. Well, ultimately, guys, your outcomes are related to your choices and your decisions. And I can give you all the tips in the world. I can give you all the advice in the world. But you're responsible for yourself. And even the clients I work with, I'm responsible to them, but I'm not responsible for them. They have to make their own decisions as well. And you listening to this, whether you're a client, whether you're not, whether you're a general population, whether you're somebody who follows me on social media and has never spoke to me, it's the same rule for you. You are responsible for yourself. You make your own decisions. Nobody's holding a gun to your head. No matter how much society puts pressure on about Christmas, no matter how much family traditions are in place, no matter whether your parents are pigging out and everybody around you is pigging out and your partner is pigging out, well, you still have a choice, guys. You're responsible for you. Your partner is responsible for himself or herself. Your parents are responsible for themselves. Your siblings are responsible for themselves. But you are responsible for yourself. You do not have to follow like a sheep just because everybody else is doing it. You know me well enough at this stage, guys. I'm pretty sure you have a fair idea. On Christmas Day, I'm probably not going to be sitting down for five hours shoving food down my throat. I can tell you now a lot of people around me will be doing that. But I won't. Because I'm not a sheep. Because I have my own mind. Because I do what works for me. And I know that I don't feel good. If I sit for hours on end and I end up bloated and I can't move and I've overeaten to the point where I just feel horrible about it. I won't do that because I know that that doesn't serve me and because I know that it's something that I don't want to do. So I absolutely will not do it just because other people are doing it. I won't do it to fit in. I don't care what people think about that. Judge me as much as you want. I don't care. I will not do it to fit in. I will live my life my way. I'll make my choices. And I can promise you I will still have the most enjoyable Christmas because enjoyment to me is not about stuffing myself until I can't move and I'm bloated and I feel horrible. That's not enjoyment for me. Maybe for some people it is and if that's your enjoyment, go and do it. For me, it's not. And I think we all have to just come back to that motto again that we have got a choice. Nobody's putting a gun to our head. You do you. Let them do them. You do you. That's all I'm saying to you. I'll do me. You do you. I just want you to completely understand though folks that your outcomes will be determined by your decisions, your actions, your behaviours and that's not just for Christmas, that's all year round. If you're finding that you are out of shape you have to take responsibility for that. You have to take responsibility for yourself because nobody has put food in your mouth. The only person that has done that is yourself. So you have to take full responsibility for yourself and again this is not to be done with judgement or self-loathing but it's just bringing awareness to it. And it's not necessarily just for Christmas. I want you to keep that in mind going forward throughout the year as well. So your outcomes are decided by your actions and your decisions. Okay, let's move it along. How many tips have we got left? We have one. So we're number five already. Number one is, or number five, sorry, is slow down your eating. Slow down your eating. Somebody posted in our client group recently about... It was just an interesting little comment where she said, did you ever notice when you get up to answer the phone, you come back and the hunger is gone off you? 
And yeah, that makes sense because what actually happens is the stomach actually takes time to catch up. So we're not getting those hunger cues. So you actually find if you're wolfing down food, the stomach isn't catching up. And then by the time it does catch up, you've gone way past the point of what you actually need. And that's when you feel full and you feel uncomfortable and you feel bloated. When you slow down your eating, your hunger cues actually start to catch up. So you've realized that you don't actually need to eat any more food. So in terms of weight loss and in terms of actually staying in shape, really good idea, guys, just to slow down the eating a little bit. So I would say to you over Christmas, rather than just rushing to finish and being the first to finish, what if you actually just slowed down the chew and slowed down the food and actually enjoy conversation? Really good tip, I think. Enjoy conversation. Don't rush to finish your meal. Enjoy conversation. I think that's a really, really helpful tip. So that's the first one on that. Slow down your eating, enjoy your food and just enjoy Christmas. Like that's what it's all about. It's about being around the people that we love and we don't want to be just focused on food. Going back to the point number one where I said focus on the occasion, not on food. We don't want to be there just rushing down our meals so we can get on to dessert and we can get on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Slow down your eating, enjoy conversation with people, enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy the day. And that's going to help you with your physique goals as well. Those hunger cues are actually coming into play rather than getting to a stage where you've just eaten so much so quickly that it's too late when it actually happens. The hunger cues come in, but it's too late because you're already way past the point of what you actually needed. So slow down your eating. Enjoy it. Stay hydrated as well, guys. Stay hydrated between meals. That will help a lot. Hydration, a lot of time people are actually dehydrated. They think they're hungry, but they're not. They're dehydrated. If you're dehydrated, you probably will eat more. So I would definitely say focus on keeping the hydration levels up a little bit if you can as well. That is the five tips. Let me just recap them for you if you didn't get them. The first one was focus on the occasion, not on food. Second one is increase activity. The third one is prep core meals. The fourth one is be mindful. And the fifth one is slow down your eating. If you do that, your outcomes ultimately are you're going to be in the best position possible going into the new year. Without a shadow of a doubt, you're going to be in the best position possible. You will have no guilt, no frustration of yourself that you've probably had over the last number of years around Christmas. All of that will be gone. You will probably maintain your physique, if not improve it. Even if you don't maintain, there won't be a huge pile of damage done. It'll be very easy to reverse in January. So that's the, the big goal, I would say, for a lot of people. They're the one that they'd like to have from it, the main outcome. And another thing as well that you're going to do is you're going to lead by example. So if you're doing that, you'll probably find that you're inspiring some people around you as well. That people will probably change their habits a little bit too. And I've often said there's no point trying to change anybody else. You're only going to create disconnect. If you try to tell people, oh, you know, what? I'm doing this, you should do it. Nobody likes being told they're wrong. Nobody likes being told they're unhealthy. Nobody likes being told they're overweight. All you're going to do is create friction. And at Christmas, you don't particularly want that. So the best thing you can do is actually just lead by example. So just do your own thing. As I said earlier, you do you. To be honest, other people will be inspired by that and they probably will follow on. You have much, much more chance of somebody changing from an unhealthy lifestyle to a healthy lifestyle by showing them what to do rather than telling them. Much more chance. So... That's just a few outcomes that will happen if you implement some of today's stuff. You will find that you're in a much better position going into Christmas. There won't be any guilt. There won't be any anxiety or frustration. You're probably going to have close enough maintained where you're at. And you will be full of energy again and ready to go in the new year without that kind of sense of post-Christmas blues, feeling really down, feeling like it wasn't wasn't the best thing to do the usual kind of post post christmas thing that happens in january so i hope you found something useful in today's podcast i hope you enjoyed it do me a little favor guys if you did enjoy it if you've enjoyed the podcast throughout this year 
I would love it if you could maybe just screenshot the podcast that you're listening to right now, stick it in your Instagram or Facebook stories and tag me. That would be super helpful. I feel like I've given out 112 free podcasts and to be honest guys, give me a bit of support. Give me something back. There's absolutely nobody posting anything about it. There's nobody posting in their stories. There's nobody posting on Facebook. There's nobody posting anything. And you're just taking all the information and giving nothing back. So please, I have done 112 episodes for you guys, put a lot of hours, a lot of time into it. I don't think it's too much to ask a little Christmas gift. Maybe you could just stick it in your Instagram stories or something. If you wouldn't mind, it would be massively appreciated. So have an amazing year, guys. Before I finish up, I am now taking um, bookings for January. You won't be starting until January. But if you're looking to come on board for Elevate, I can't guarantee that there will be places available in January, to be honest, because it's a hectic time of year. I would recommend just getting ahead of the ahead of the, the people now and actually just getting in touch with me this week, to be honest. Um, and we can get you booked in for January if you want want to do that so that's the last thing i'm going to say to you today have the most amazing christmas i'm switching off now until 2022 and i will speak to you then happy christmas and have a good one